Well, over the last week and a half or so here in British Columbia, the term sextortion has been very much front and center. That's because there's a trial underway here for the man accused of sextortion in the case of Amanda Todd. You may remember Amanda Todd uh, posted a very a video seen around the world before she took her own life uh, after years of, of, of sextortion, it's, it's claimed. Uh, and Amanda's on trial here in B.C., facing charges uh, of having been the perpetrator of that. He uh, has pleaded not guilty. But sextortion has by no means gone away, even though there's been much more awareness of what it means and the kind of devastation it can it can rack on the lives of young people. In fact, authorities these days are warning of new schemes out there that target teenage boys. That is what happened to 17-year-old Daniel Lintz in rural Manitoba this past February. Danny, as he was known to friends and family, accepted a request on Snapchat, according to his parents, in February from what he thought was a young woman. The sender got him to send an explicit image or images of himself, and within minutes, the extortion had begun. They asked for money once he provided what little he had, and as the blackmail continued, Danny took his own life, just three hours after that first message was received. Of course, for his parents, it was just Father's Day. The tragedy, the pain has been indescribable, but still they are speaking out because they want other parents to know about the dangers of this. Derek Lintz is Danny's father, and he joins me now from Pilot Mound in Manitoba. Thank you. And first from all of us, of course, our deepest condolences to you and your family. Thank you for having me and speaking with us. What made you decide to speak out, Derek? What was the, what was the, the, mot- the motive at this point to try to let other parents know about what had happened? Um, well, just the complete utter shock to our family. Uh, you know, this was so unexpected. And, you know, I always tell people I would have been less surprised if I would have found them playing basketball on the moon. Uh, you know, so this uh, was such a shock to us that we thought we would need to speak up so that other parents and other families don't uh, end up in this situation. It's uh, it's a thing that, you know, people don't want to talk about. It happens quite often, quite a lot here, especially recently. And uh, nobody really, you know, it's an embarrassing thing that happens to kids uh, if they fall for this and they don't want to say anything. They don't want to, you know, have their friends find out. And uh, so this happens a lot, but, it doesn't really get out there that it happens. So uh, we just wanted to put it out there and try and educate and make awareness because, uh, you know, obviously we don't want this to happen again to anybody. Yeah. I mean, what, what happened uh, and, and how much were you aware of what was happening when it was happening to Danny? Uh, well, in his situation, uh, it happened in the span of about three hours. He received a message from somebody uh, you know, claiming to be a young woman or, and, uh, anyways, they messaged and, uh, in that exchange, they, uh, decided, I don't know if he was coerced or, or how it happened, but they ended up sending, uh, explicit pictures and within minutes he was being extorted. And, uh, you know, three hours after that, he had died. Let's see and I guess about with just three hours, there was no way of knowing, right? There would be no way if he didn't reach out to help or he it must've just cascaded so quickly for him. No, you know, that you have all these uh, safety nets in place with the school counselors and, uh, you know, your trusted parents and you talk to them and, but this, uh, you know, it happened so fast that, and it, and it got into his mind where it, 
he couldn't think of anything else. So you have all those things to fall back on, but at that point in time, it, uh, it just, none of that mattered. So that's why we want to speak up because we want, don't want kids to get into the situation in the first place where they, if it happens like it, we did with Danny, then, uh, you know, there was no safety net. There was no, he was not thinking of anything like that. You know, he wasn't thinking about his mom. He wasn't thinking about the counselor or his grandma's or his girlfriend, or he was so distraught and so upset that one tracked mind and that was it. There was no getting him out of it. Yeah. I, I guess the pressure just on someone of that age, thinking about the consequences of what could happen. You don't think about any of the alternatives or how it could be better you no. know, if you just reach out. Yeah, that's what I say. You have all these things in place to help kids in a situation like that. But I mean, that moment of time, it, you know, you don't, he didn't think of any of those things. It just was not, you know, relevant to his mind at that time. And he had, was so scared and he just had one thing on his mind that I thought he thought he could do and that was it. And from what I've read, he he was really just your your really typical seventeen year old boy at that point, right? He was life was pretty simple or straightforward for for him. Yeah, he was a uh, you know normal quote unquote. He went to school. He did worked hard on his schoolwork. He had good jobs. He was a lifeguard at the pool. He was taking training to uh, teach the kids lessons. So he would be driving an hour and a half couple times a week to do the training for that he kind of got mixed up in the COVID there so the training was a bit of a challenge for him but he got got through it and he had a job at the local home hardware and he worked hard on his schoolwork Mm. he played hockey all the normal stuff Uh, he was happy he didn't have any issues mentally or depression or or anything like that it uh, just happened fast out of nowhere did you ever talk? I mean, I guess it's so hard to know what kids are up to online sometimes, but did you ever, was it ever a conversation that was had? Did he ever speak to you about stuff? I, I, but what was going on online, what his life was like outside of, of, of home, just his virtual life. Um, I, I spoke with him a lot um, when he was younger. Uh, of course he saved up his money. He wanted to buy an iPod back in the day so he could uh, play with his friends and talk to his friends. And uh you know, right from, I still remember talking to him that very day, you know, you gotta be careful when you're online, you can't be talking to people you don't know, you can't accept friend requests from anybody. And this went on for years, you know, sporadically, you know, I'd talk to him, I'd say, how are you doing? Everything good on, you don't talk to people you don't know. He said, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. You know, and this went on, I don't know when he got his iPod, probably when he was eight or nine or 10, but so a good seven years of this anyways, you know, talk to him, talk to him. How's things going? Good. Yeah. No problems. Uh, he would be online playing games with his friends and chatting and doing his schoolwork. Uh, his schoolwork was all online the last year or so and uh, just normal, normal stuff. He never expressed any concerns about who he was talking to or yeah. I, 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 yeah. No, none at all. There was nothing there. Uh, you know, it was just normal activity that we knew of anyways when i mean i i imagine between since then since this awful day um you've learned more about just what's out there and, and how it impacts people what what have you learned since then 
Uh, well, it's quite common, actually. Uh, you, you can read lots of stories. Um, I mean, many, many people have reached out in the last week or so saying, well, this happened to my child and this happened to my child. And, you know, it's it's kind of sad and it's maddening, really. It, it's a lot of kids have gone through this in a similar or a similar situation. Uh, like I say, of course, they don't really want to talk about it or put it out there because it's embarrassing. And I mean, you can go all the way back to uh, Amanda's story. That's 10 years ago already. And it's not exactly the same, but it's a similar situation. You know, so this has been going on for a long time. Yeah. Referring to Amanda Todd, of course, the trial um, of the person suspected in that case began last week. And Amanda Todd's mother, Carol Todd, has been a big advocate, of course, for protecting teens from this sort of extortion, uh, as they call it. I'm speaking with Derek Lintz uh, from Pilot Mound, Manitoba. He's been speaking out about uh, what happened to his son, Danny, 17, uh, was, uh, we believe, sextorted or very, in, in those words, very quickly, very anonymously. Um, and it ended, all ended very quickly in, in tragedy. And, and of course, uh, the family is now speaking out to try to make sure that other families uh, are aware of what's going on, but also that uh, that they don't suffer what what their family is suffering. Now, we'll be back in just a minute. Derek Lintz is my guest this half hour. Uh, we're speaking about uh, what happened to his son, Danny, a 17-year-old uh, from Pilot Mound, Manitoba, who uh, was caught up in a, in a sextortion thing that happened very quickly we, on Snapchat, I believe, uh, where he was sent pictures, uh, explicit pictures, and then responded, then was, I gather, blackmailed at that point or told to send money. Do, 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 just so parents are aware of how quickly it unfolded, did you ever figure out exactly what had happened, so, how did it happen so quickly? Um, well, it happened about 6.30 at night and, uh, you know, he made a couple of, he didn't have much money because he wasn't working a whole lot during the winter, but, uh, he paid what he could and, and, uh, that wasn't enough. Of course, as soon as you do that, then they, they're on you for more, you know, these people are uh, very professional at what they do. And of course, as soon as he paid, they were after him for more, I guess. And at that point he was at the end of his rope and, Three hours from start to finish, that was all it took. And we have no idea who this was? Uh, No. uh, Child exploitation folks are looking into it. Um, They have told me that they have have the account and are able to see the account that he was conversing with. I have not heard from them yet if they're able to trace it back to an origin country somewhere. And I imagine they've told you that this is happening. Uh, we know that there's been warnings sent out because we often associate this with girls, right? With with these sorts of, of schemes and, and these awful schemes. But I imagine it, it, it's happening to young boys too, right? Uh, yeah, it's happening a lot, actually. Uh, young boys seem to be a target right now. Um, we've read multiple stories in states, uh, even in our own little town here in, in our community, there was two two of Danny's friends uh, that ended up in a similar situation uh, with a better ending, but it happened to two of two of his friends in our own community, uh, you know, within the last couple of months. Well, sorry, go ahead. No, no, not at all. Uh, please, uh, yeah, go ahead. Finish your thought. I'm sorry. No, that, that was it. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what would you like to say to parents out there who, who may not be aware, who may not even know that their, that their sons, their teenage sons may be caught up in this? Um, you know, it's just a thing that you don't really think it will happen to you. Like, you know, people say that a lot about different situations, but, you know, we live in a small community. It's a relatively safe spot or we don't have much going on, but I mean, this can come in from anywhere in the world. 
and it happens fast and uh, it can happen under your nose and you don't even know about it. I talk to folks and they uh, tell them our story and they say, oh, no, we have a good relationship with our kids. And, uh, you know, but they kind of brush it off. And, you know, that's exactly how I felt about our family. We have, we're close. Um, you know, we had a good relationship with the kids. You know, there's lots of resources. Uh, like I say, there's lots of resources with counselors. And, you know, he was close with his grandmas. He's had lots of friends. He was close with his sisters. Um, so when they tell me that, uh, you know, I'm close with my kids and I don't really need to worry about it, like that's not always the case. And uh, I certainly would have felt that way myself four months ago, but uh, not so much anymore. Right. He had, he had so many people around him that he spoke to about things and, and, and yeah, um, I, I, I there, there's really the, the devastation to your family. I mean, just the impact of this, this, you know, it, it just basically being done for money. Right. I mean, that's, that's what's so, so, so horrific about it. You know, it's just yeah, extortion. These, yeah. These people, uh, you know, they're professional at this. This is their job. I've actually heard some kids, you know, I've asked them, like, why are you doing this to me? And they said, well, it's my job. This is what we do. And, you know, they get a couple hundred bucks or whatever they get, and they move on to the next kid. And if that kid ends up that they end up dead, then that's fine with them. They don't care. They just move on to the next kid. And uh, it's like any other scam. Um, You know, they know how to exploit the weaknesses of a teenage boy. And uh, just like they know how to exploit the weakness of your grandma, if they get your grandma on the phone and your grandma ends up losing 10 or 20 or $30,000, you know, they know how to exploit the grandma, just like they know how to exploit the teenager. The consequences though, are, are just so devastating for someone that age. I guess, imagine just the feeling about the embarrassment he would have felt if it had gotten out. And yet, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess what should parents be looking out for and telling their kids about? I mean, you, I guess you already had these conversations with Danny. Yeah. These are, you know, not, the most comfortable conversations to have with your kids sometimes. But uh, I mean, I think the only thing you can do is is keep on them and, you know, show stories like this and this happened, you know, and show stories like Amanda's and say, this happened. Like, it's not a fairy tale. This happens. And like, the more you can just try and talk to them and get them to realize that, then I think, you know, the better off it'll be just must be so difficult for even the family to talk about it. I mean, it's, it's uh, even if it does help other families, it, it's, it's, it must be, it must be difficult. It must be difficult to, to just to talk about it even now. Yeah, it is. You know, we're not uh, a real public family. We don't post much on Facebook or, you know, put all that stuff out on there and uh, kind of quiet and uh, just, you know, we couldn't live with ourselves if we know that we could have maybe helped somebody else in a similar situation if we didn't say anything you know that that's we couldn't limit ourselves it's about the only thing that we can do right now to fight back against these types of people is to make the kids aware of it as much as we can so that they don't get in fall for the into the trap and end up in the same place I guess the one advice you'd give to parents is just always let your kids know that no matter what happens no matter what happens it's it'll be okay yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. You know, they, lots of times parents say that they, uh, they told them about, uh, you know, be careful online, be careful about all that stuff, but uh, take it a bit further and say, you know, if something happens, 
you know, it's not your fault. Uh, sometimes the exploiters try to blame it on the other person that they're trying to exploit and they make them feel bad, you know. So parents need to take it a bit further and tell them, you know, it's not your fault. It's okay. Uh, don't feel embarrassed. We need to come forward. You know, you need to tell me, even if something does happen, you know, kids make mistakes. Uh, so if that you do make a mistake, you know, we're not going to get mad. Just come and talk to us and we can try and sort it out. We will sort it out. Derek Lins, thank you so much for sharing that with. And again, our condolences to you and your family and, and, and on your bravery just for talking about it. I'm sure many parents out there will be thinking, listening to these words and, and thinking about what they might mean for their own families. Well, thanks a lot. I hope it can help somebody.